join Startup Canada this spring as we tour across Canada to celebrate the winners of the 2018 Startup Canada Awards. Join us in Winnipeg, Vancouver, Miramichi, Sault Ste. Marie, and Montreal. Network with leading entrepreneurs and the drivers of Canada's startup community. Visit startupaward.ca for more information and to get your tickets now. Rogers Business App Market brings together the right apps for your business and wraps it all up with Rogers world-class support. Microsoft Office 365 makes it easy. Whether you need to securely store and backup files, access or share documents in the cloud, collaborate with your team or manage your business from anywhere and on any device. Plus, with support from Rogers, you'll get everything up and running quickly. To learn more, visit rogers.com forward slash business apps. Scotiabank understands that business is personal and your business has unique needs. That's why we offer flexible solutions for your business banking. Create your own business banking package that works for you by opening an account online in minutes with ease and start saving today. Visit scotiabank.com forward slash small business to get started. Here to give you a first-hand glimpse into the future of Canadian business, it's Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada podcast. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and change makers across Canada. With day-in-the-life stories and in-their-shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale-up companies and those driving the entrepreneurial movement. The Startup Canada podcast show is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs. If you are a regular show listener, welcome back. If you're new to the program, hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and Google Play Music and visit startupcan.ca to connect with both your local startup community and to join Startup Canada to access training, resources, and a peer network to grow your success. I'm Rivers Corbett and entrepreneurship is part of my DNA. Whether it's building my own companies or helping other entrepreneurs build theirs, this is my lane. Want to connect after the podcast? You can find me at www.meetrivers.com. This is Courtney McDermott, writer, speaker, and strategist at Courtney McDermott International. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast show. I'm your host, Rivers Corbett, coast to coast to coast, and all the way to the great country of Italy today. You know, I have had the opportunity to really uh, suggest guests for this show. And in this one theme we're going to talk about today, I have been pushing and pushing and pushing. And finally, the, the, the folks at Startup Canada have allowed me this opportunity to 
introduce an incendiary firecracker on the show today. I love the script, the script writing. Joining us from across the Atlantic, where the sun is as generous as wine and olives, is Courtney McDermott, an award-winning writer, speaker, and entrepreneur. She's based in Italy. Courtney strategizes to support Fortune 500 companies and think tanks around the world. And in 2017, Courtney published her book, Start Change Starts Within You. Change Starts Within You, which is a memoir on self-awareness, self-reflection, and an ode to personal sustainability that changes the way high achievers see success. After experiencing dissatisfaction in her life and career, Courtney climbed out from her personal rock bottom to create a life in which the success people saw on the outside was the same she felt on the inside. And how many times do we all suffer from that? Courtney is a TEDx speaker and a former executive of Vanity Fair Corporation. Since leaving the corporate world for bigger and better things, she started and co-founded multiple companies. And through her businesses, sustainability, Simplicated, and Chime, Courtney supports individuals and organizations with the tools they need to be better. In 2018, Courtney will also be offering online courses such as one called Intuitive Success. In today's show, we're going to talk to Courtney about her strategy behind amplifying the progress of businesses, as well as we're going to touch on her personal journey from rock bottom to sustainable success. Courtney, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast show. Thank you so much, Rivers. I'm really glad to be here. Now, is all that true? Oh, yeah, or I hope most of it. <laughs> <laughs> I always laugh, as you know, when, when we get introduced on the stage about how people would just read stuff blindly that we give them <laughs> in the scripts. Totally. But uh, that's that's quite an impressive uh, journey that you've been on, and uh, and I uh, I can't wait to dive into the conversation. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna deal with the, the 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 key element right now. Your book, Change Starts Within You. Can you take us on that journey? Yes. You mean the journey of why I wrote it or what the book's about? Yeah. Or? Let's start with, yeah, why you wrote it. Because I don't even know that whole element of rock bottom. As an entrepreneur, I've hit rock bottom many times and had to climb right. out. So it's 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 so emotional to me to even hear it talked about that way. And so that's why I want to dive into your story about rock bottom, how you drove out of that, and ultimately what the book's all about. Yeah. So there's a line in my book. It says, uh, sometimes rock bottom can look a lot like being at the top to everyone else. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I love yeah. that. In in my work, I meet so many entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs who remind me of a previous version of myself. You know, people who right. quote arrived, right? They're yeah. successful by society's definition, but they still feel this nagging sense of unfulfillment, of dissatisfaction. And I really wanted to spread the idea with the book that it doesn't have to be that way. You know, that you can feel pulled rather than pushed by life. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I didn't use this concept that I'm developing now in the book, but it, I'm, I've been working on something that I'm calling intuitive success. And that is the the concept in the book, but I didn't call it that that then. Mm -hmm. uh, but but really, what it's about is you know I wanted to share my my experience of moving from uh, society's definitions of success that weren't personally mm -hmm. fulfilling to my own definition of success, which as I said now I'm calling intuitive success. Yes, and. You know, I also wanted to share my interpretation of sustainability because I spent a long time in my career working in corporate communications, but 
I also worked in the field of sustainability and corporate responsibility for a long while. And I ended up working with some of the leading corporations in the world on their sustainability strategies. And I just kept having this itch that, you know, that we weren't we weren't looking at, at the right things, you know, that it's sort of like nobody was saying the emperor wasn't wearing any clothes, <laughs> you know, in the sense that we were so focused, so hyper-focused on the problems, you know, we were looking at, we were looking at waste, we were looking at, you know, reducing waste, we were looking at our, our carbon emissions, et cetera, uh, CO2 emissions, but, but, and, and all that's, that, that's fine, but it's, you really, and we know that, you can't solve a problem by focusing mm-hmm. on the problem. You know, I, it's kind of like if you want to lose five pounds and you focus on the five pounds, five pounds, mm-hmm. and you know, you either lose it to put more on and then some, or you don't lose it just because your focus and your attention is R- on the wrong right. thing. Right. And so we, we know this right from success psychology. I'm sure the people who listen to your podcast and, and, you know, we know this idea of, of you know, that focusing on the problem doesn't solve the problem and exacerbates the problem. And so I kept having this, like I said, this sort of this itch that I needed, that, that I, I, I had this different take on sustainability as the ability to sustain yourself. And so, so can you dive into the, the rock bottom piece? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I keep bringing you back to that, but it's, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah, that's, it's, you know, Absolutely. those personalized stories, those journeys of, of personal, uh, I hate to say it, pain are where we ultimately yeah. learn the most. So can you take us on that, that journey, which then ultimately leads you to what we're talking about now? Yeah, most definitely. So for me, it's funny, like I said, rock bottom uh, can look a lot like the top to everyone else. Yeah, so I, true. I, so I typically start that story. And also in my TEDx talk, I, I, I begin the story of this moment where I'm sitting on a corporate jet and I'm sipping the espresso and I have, you know, newspapers from all over the world right next to me. Yeah. And I'm on my way to meetings in Brussels. And I say an essential piece of my life is broken. And, you know, I'm, I, 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 and then I joke that it's my Blackberry and it, and it actually was the truth. My, my two year old had, had uh, taken my two at the time yes. had taken my Blackberry and she blocked it. And I was, I was in such a state of, <laughs> I was just frantic. Right. Yes. So, and you know, this was right before they also, you know, added the iPhone to, you know, they, they gave us the iPhone in the, at the same time. So we had two devices <laughs> right after that. Um, but I was just in this moment of panic because my whole, you know, quote, world was in that device and everything I needed. And yeah, I mean, I had ways to kind of figure it out, but I think it was also the addiction that I had Uh. to the advice, the addiction I had to the constant uh, distraction from what was most important to me and sort of living out other people's priorities all the time. And so I, you know, had this, this, just this cold shower moment where I'm sitting on the plane and I, and I think to myself, my goodness, you know, here I am, but probably only because I couldn't just, you know, flip through my Blackberry. But I, <laughs> I thought, you know, here I am about to leave, you know, for four days on a trip to Brussels. And I'm more concerned about a broken device <laughs> than the fact that I'm, you know, leaving my daughter behind for four days and my husband and, yes. uh, you know, and the fact that I'm going to these, why am I even, you know what I mean? Like, what, what is this all for you? Know, what am I, you know, one of those existential crisis moments, right? <laughs> yeah, that so, we, we call those first world problems, right? But, but so deep, but so deep. 
Yeah. Well, and that's the thing though, is I think, you know, I like to start the story there because I could start it at so many other places sure. of struggle in my life. I mean, I, I definitely did not, I, I was not handed any golden spoons, uh, to say the least. Yeah. But what I will say is that I wanted to start it there because I worked so, so hard to get there uh. and it wasn't it. And I'd like to shave some of the time off of the learning curve for people who think that success is just one goal away uh, or, you know, that fulfillment is just one goal away because it's not that goals are, are, are a bad thing. They're absolutely not, but it's, it's the, it's the attachment to a specific outcome. Uh, it's the idea that the goal itself or the attainment of the goal is going to lead to your fulfillment rather than seeking that fulfillment internally and having that manifest as out, outer fulfillment, you know, having that deep sense of inner fulfillment that leads to that outer satisfaction. I, I got to ask you this question. And, uh, and, uh, I told you before we get started as I may just go to the left field, right field, because I think it's important. <laughs> and so there's no rhyme or reason for initially in my questions, but how, how do you, how do you, what, what's, what's the strategy, thought process, intuitive success model that you would recommend to people who say, I know I got to go in that direction, but I can't be selfish. I got to go in this other direction because there's all these people around me that are counting on me, all these, all these, uh, you know, systems and companies, whatever you want to call it. How do you guide people to embrace intuitive success? Mm, I love that question because uh, so many people, you know, we hear leap and hope the net will appear. Yes. And I, I do not, <laughs> I do not advocate that. I have done it many times in my life, but I don't advocate it. Right. And what I do advocate is, you know, I remember once hearing Warren Buffett say, don't test the waters with both feet. Yeah. Yeah. And what I, so what I advocate is something, you know, staying on the financial side of things, uh, called compound interest, right? right. So, uh, what Einstein called the eighth wonder of the universe. And, <laughs> and it, and it so very much is. And, and, and I advocate so this because it's really about taking those, those small steps okay. in the direction of what's most important to you. Now, first identifying what's most important to you. And that in and of itself can, you know, does require, uh, does require a bit of effort. Um, I do talk a lot about that in my book as well, but okay. understanding first, what's most important, getting to the heart of that in very simple ways, because it's not that you need to do 20 page assessments. I'm mean, gosh, I remember when I was in corporate leadership programs and we would do, you know, like I said, 20, 30 page assessments to kind of get to the heart <laughs> of what was most important to us. Yeah. And we were more confused at the end than, <laughs> yeah. than at the beginning. Sure. And so, you know, I devised and also share my book. We can talk a little bit more about this if you'd like, yeah, but very, very simple ways to get to the heart of what's important, what's most important to you, what your values are. Because, you know, that day on the plane, I realized something that really impacted me profoundly and, and not in a, in a good way, mm. which was that I didn't, I didn't know what my values were. Right. I had no idea what was really important for me. So the first thing is getting clear on that. And like I said, we could talk more about that if you'd like. Let's and go then do the it. Second yeah, because I, I think that's a fundamental piece. And, and and sorry to pause you there, but I think that that's key is that people just, how do you, I'm, always, I'm always about helping people to get to first base. So this is a first base conversation. Understand those okay. values and principles. So if, if let's take a two minute, three minute overview on that. But the audience would, would, uh, would love to kind of go on that journey. 
Great, great, great. Okay. So one of the, the tools that I give uh, to do this, and uh, I, I've adapted this from something I read elsewhere, but you can find all that information, uh, the original source, et cetera, in the book. But sure. uh, the exercise is very, very simple. And you just take a moment. And I often ask people to close their eyes. Now, if your listeners are, are driving, please don't close your eyes. <laughs> and then but, 20 know, people died or, <laughs> listening to Courtney. Because <laughs> she, she had them in a train. Close your eyes. <laughs> Bang. You know, operating heavy machinery, yes. anything like that. Just keep your eyes open and, and come back to this. Pause it. Come back. Um, but if you, you know, if you're in a moment where you can close your eyes, or just you know, even stop your car and close your uh-huh. eyes if that's a possibility. You know, just do it. Pull over, um, and just close your eyes for a second and think about someone who you admire, and just you know, get that person in your mind's eye and your heart's eye. And take a moment to, to consider what it is about that person that you so admire. You know, what, what makes that person a hero to you? You know, we all have heroes or people we look up to. So uh-huh. what is it about that person? And just get that. I'm going to pause for a few seconds while people just do this okay. because it's worth it. Okay. Now, once you've done that, and you might take a little bit more time for it, I would suggest even pausing the recording if you can do that and just taking some time to really, really think this through. And then go ahead and jot down any of the key characteristics or personality traits or anything that really sets that person above and beyond the norm for you. So you'll take a few minutes for that or a few mm-hmm. seconds if you've got them right top of mind. Right. And just put that person's name up at the top of that list as well. Okay, now once you've done that, go ahead and cross their name off mm. and put your own in its place. Wow. Yeah. When I did that exercise, or I did a version of that exercise, I was so blown away because I had done so many different kinds of assessments, but I had never really gotten to the heart of what was most important to me. Mm. And I remember, you know, one of the people I listed was Oprah. Right. Uh, and I remember, um, you know, almost crying when I read huh. the list because these things of, you know, her courage in the face of massive adversity, mm-hmm. her, um, her faith and how strong her faith is and all these things. And I, and I, I, I recognized those deeper callings that I had that were not being expressed in the way I was showing up in that moment. Right. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So Courtney, thank you for that. I know, and I know, I'm, I, I, I went through the process myself just when you're talking about it, and I've got a name, and I've got a, uh, and I'm going to go through the. I didn't write it down, but I'm going to go through the process afterwards because this individual really resonates, like, like oozes with me on a regular basis, and so, but I've never made the comparison. It's always been more, I, I, you know, idle stage. Uh, oh my gosh, isn't that great? But it's never been connecting me with him in this particular case. So. 
so that's right. that's something you started with to help us understand one of many things that is uh, is is part of the journey within change starts within you. Can you can you can you dive deeper into some you know what's what's the what's the one what's the one objective or two objectives you're trying to achieve when you wrote the book and what ultimately is part of the the journey that people can can uh, resonate with or connect with that you're going to take them through with the book. Yeah. So just to go back momentarily to the list piece, you, uh, the fact that, you know, you're, you're recognizing that for the first time, that's really, really important because here's the thing you wouldn't actually, you know, you talk about lots of times, right? We just, we, we project and we look outward, but you wouldn't even be able to see those characteristics if you did not possess them yourself. That's, that's the beauty Uh of this exercise. So I really Uh want to make that clear Uh, to people because lots of times the thing is we, we also uncover places where we're coming up short. So let me address the second part maybe okay, before cool. I address yep. the, the objectives the, of the book. This, is, this think- is the first, remember I told you also you're in, this is all about you first, this conversation. So I love <laughs> that you said, no Rivers, I'm not going there. I'm coming back here. So I, I, just, I just want to make sure that your that the value of this conversation brings value for you also and, uh, and all the great greatness you've got coming out of this book. So as long as we achieve that, then I'm happy. Great. Well, if the if the listeners are are enthused and they feel that their genius has been induced, then I am beyond happy. Cool. So that's, you know, that's first and foremost while I'm here. Cool. And I think, you know, the conversation we're just having is a really great segue into the other piece that I was talking about, which is the compound interest piece. So if people are really looking for that chance to um, to start slowly to, you know, because I think the question you asked before is of paramount importance in the sense that so many people are, you know, they hear that leap and hope the net will appear. And that, that freaks people out. Uh, I mean, it freaks me out lots of times when I think about it. And like I said, I I have done it and I still do sometimes, but, uh you know, mostly what I do is once I've identified and once, you know, once the audience, once, once whoever's listening has identified what's most important to them and there are other exercises to do that. But once you've got that, the, you know, going after what are the practices, you know, the things that I can actually put into place in my life in, in the spirit of compound interest. So, you know, I love this. I often talk about it from a financial perspective and I can't remember the first place I heard this because I've, I've seen versions of it in, in multiple works. I think maybe Robert Kioski's was the first I saw it, but, um, the idea is, you know, if I give you a penny today, and I tell you, I'm going to double the value uh-huh. every day for a month, right? So day two, you've got two, day three, you've got four, day four, you've got eight, uh-huh. or I'll offer you $2.5 million right now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Which one do you choose? Uh-huh. It's it's always fascinating to me to see how people respond to this question. I, 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 I've been through this exercise, so I know the answer, which is better. <laughs> yeah. If you have the patience to wait and you, and you don't have to pay some bills right away, obviously the compound interest one is the one to take. Uh, right. Well, exactly. If the month is in February, if you don't have any bills <laughs> yes. to pay, and, and let's put another caveat on that. If you're not Sir John Templeton, it's probably wise to stick with a penny. Yes. So, uh, so, you know, and, and what's so powerful about that, I think in lots of times in our lives as entrepreneurs, especially, but you know, you see this elsewhere is, you know, we put that penny in every day and we don't, we don't see the returns right away. Uh-huh. Right. So if I'm at day four, which you might liken to day, you know, or even day 10, you know, I'm at this place and I'm thinking, oh, I'm putting in this effort, but I'm not seeing any returns. Um, if you stick with it, 
you know, and you stick with what it is that, that gives you that sense of satisfaction or that, you know, brings you an increased sense of fulfillment, the returns will most definitely come. Uh. And I, and I think that's a, a really important piece for people to know, because I think lots of times it's so easy to sort of give up and set a new objective that's maybe a little bit yep. lower, uh-huh. but if you stick with it and you, and, and you've identified what's important and you, and you keep putting that penny in it every day. And that's the other thing is it doesn't need to be that you're putting in, uh, thousands of pennies every day. It means it needs to be one penny, right, you know, right. you can meditate for five minutes. If meditation is what, is, what puts you in your, in that centered space, you can go for a walk around the block. You yes. can, you know, there, you can do pushups. I, I, I often do like 10 pushups on my way back from the loo because nice. I just like, I think it's a great way to keep my you know nice. physical upper body in, in shape. Of course. So, but I don't, I don't go to the gym. I don't spend hours <laughs> lifting weights and you know, that's, that's my penny in that part of my life. So I wanted uh. to make that clear. And then, um, um, we can move on if you'd like sure. from that to sure. to the other question you asked, or if you have other questions from that. Oh, I've got lots of questions, but let's keep in the flow if we, if you can if, <laughs> if you're okay. But uh, yeah, I want to I want to continue on because again, I, what what I want people to understand is one, I want them to go out and buy the book. That's my goal, uh, and but I want them <laughs> to go out and buy the book for obvious reasons that it's a value to them and the experience that they're not going to get. You're you're an awesome person. It's great we're going to be able to support you, but ultimately, it's you, people got to be selfish and get it for the reasons that are important them. So I, this is what I'm looking for is re- things that resonate. They say, oh my gosh, I don't like got to get this book. I got to run to get this book. That's what I want them to feel. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. And I, uh, and you know, for me, the, like I said, the objectives behind writing the book were, you know, one that I was seeing a lot of entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs who are really struggling with, uh, having that deep sense of fulfillment or what I call intuitive success. Yes. And the other piece is that I really wanted people to understand that, you know, sustain, you know, we talk about sustainability, but it starts with you, right? It's mm-hmm. like, um, we hear this all the time. We hear things like the oxygen mask, you know, put it, but, but it's understanding how do you do that? How do you get the oxygen mask on yourself right. so that you can help the other passengers? You know, yes. what is the oxygen mask? What is your oxygen mask? Yes. Because it, it's not standard by the way. Right, right. <laughs> I wish it were, yeah, but it's seriously, not. Yeah. You know, and the other thing about the book is I, I really felt like, you know, I'm kind of, uh, I think most people are kind of done with the one, two, three, four, five. I mean, I know it's alluring and our brains like this idea that there are five ways to do that and 10 strategies to this. But what I really wanted to do through this book and also what I, what I aspire in my work in general is to give the foundations, right? Not, um, not some five-step strategy, right? Because we all know that the strategy is only going to work if you're in the right state and you have the right Uh stories to support the strategy. And I heard that once from, I heard that years ago from Anthony Robbins, but I really love it. It's this idea that, you know, the state, the the state and the stories will support the strategies, but if you don't have the right state and the right stories, you can't implement the strategies. So my work is really about the foundations, you know, people getting clear on the foundations and people being able to then implement the foundations in a very simple way in their life. And the other thing about the book is I wanted it to be super uber simple. And lots of times people will discount simple because they'll think, oh, well, Mm. um, you know, it, it it seems easy, but it's the exact opposite. I think it was, uh, (laughs) it was, uh, Da Vinci who said, uh, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And, and so I really spent a lot of time getting to the essence of what those foundations are so that, like I said, there could be that learning curve could be lessened significantly for anyone who was looking to, to, 
gather and the inf- the information and be reminded really of what they already know. Yeah. Well, and let's let's talk about that because as part of your process, it's unlearning as the new learning. Mm. Can you uh, can you reference that point because it, you, you, because we are programmed with so many different ways, but ultimately that's not that that is not the road least taken. That's the one where it's going to give you opportunity. That's the one where you're going to reconnect with yourself. So, can you talk about how unlearning uh, it plays a role in changing starts within you. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I gave a, a speech a while back for, I was invited to uh, speak at a, a Google and IDEO and Kickstarter event. And I, and I remember this line still from the speech, which was, um, uh, that, you know, when I was growing up, I wasn't taught anything about positive psychology or neuroscience or things like the happiness advantage. <laughs> right. You know, those were not, those were not in the course curriculum. Um, <laughs> What, what I did learn was I learned how to memorize facts. I learned how to pledge my allegiance. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I basically was raised for an assembly line. Uh-huh. And I think a lot of us are not, I don't know that it's intentional. I definitely don't think that, um, you know, teachers do that intentionally. Uh, I just believe that our systems are, are, are antiquated. And I believe that they're based on, you know, I mean, we're still using the same industrial model that crazy. was active at the cotton gin times. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, it's definitely time, uh, to move on. And, you know, so I wasn't taught any of these things and I had to unlearn so much in my life. And especially because I went, uh, I, you know, I went on, I, I got uh, scholarships and things and I went on and I, and I did, you know, postgraduate work, et cetera. And I was, I was also really young when I finished. So I feel like I was heavily indoctrinated, even if I went to, I mean, I went to great schools, but I feel like I was like very much in this, I had to unlearn so much. I even had to unlearn the way I was speaking, the way I was writing. It was so inaccessible wow. because, because the educational system is devised in such a way that, you know, we make things, we make uh-huh. concepts inaccessible, uh-huh. you know? So like, even if you look at the finance world, it's, it's deliberate deliberately set up in a way that keeps people out. You know, I write yep. a little, a little bit about in the book about, you know, my having to overcome my own hurdles in terms of, you know, just financial learning and, sure. and a lot of the things that I had to unlearn, you know, which was things like, you know, I wasn't good with numbers or, you know, all of these ideas that we, that, you know, these stories that we create and that we, that are scripted and that we sort of, we act out in our lives. And so for me, a big part of the journey was finding the ways to unlearn. And so I, you know, what wasn't serving me. And so that's something that I also address in the book. How do you unlearn? <laughs> okay. That is also, <laughs> well, there, so I've used multiple methods, some of which I talk about in the book, but that's also a practice. So right. for instance, that's a, that's, let's a, that's, take, a, that's a penny, right? That's a process yeah, of a let, penny. Exactly. Exactly. So let's take a classic example that plagues a lot of entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs, which is the uh, sort of addiction that we have to our devices. Right. Okay. Correct. Yep. That is something that requires uh, unlearning and requires a degree of what Joseph Campbell called blissipline, right? Blissipline. So, Blissipline. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm hanging on. Okay. So a lot of people talk about discipline, but discipline, right, is not very alluring. So let's talk about blissipline. Okay. So 
you know, with your device, right? Obviously, we know that our devices are, you know, heavily they they rely on gamification, right? So when you see that red dot, when you hear uh-huh. that ping, it's like you can't you you want to check, you know? <laughs> I I for instance, you know, I I study music and I have uh, my, my piano teacher uh, who is great. I mean, absolutely, or not my piano, sorry, my my singing uh, teacher. Right. He's fantastic. I, you know, great. I've made a lot of uh, progress with him, and I I love. Uh, studying with him, but he's got his phone there and he's like, got this, you know, he's got to like check it, you know, every five seconds. And I I feel so compelled to, you know, talk to him about this, but you know, this is, this is common, right? And it plagues a lot of our site. Like if you go around, you see a lot of people on their devices because they just don't want to miss anything. Right. But we also know that that can be really, really draining. Right. Uh So one of the things that, you know, I had to, because I got very addicted to my device as we go back to the a la Blackberry story. Yeah, you hit rock bottom with your device. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And so I, you know, I often uh, will talk about the unlearning with regard to that in terms of like one of the things that I do when I'm focused on anything that's of import to me, like for instance, even even this conversation that we're having right now Uh is I turn data off on my phone. You know, I'll, I'll often even leave it in a different room room because I, I, I don't want to have my attention distracted by a ping. I don't want to see a, a, a screen flare up. You know, I want to keep my focus and my intention on what's most important to me, which is the present moment. Right. Sure. But then I can also decide those moments when I want to be distracted by that. Cause I also enjoy, it's not like I'm a, you know, I don't, I'm not on social, I'm, I am on social media, you know, or yes. not, not all channels, but the, uh, a few. And I, you know, and I enjoy going there and seeing what other people are up to and uh-huh. getting some insights and some inspiration, but on, my time right, you know, when I right, decide. Right. So that's an example of, of unlearning. And it is a practice. Like I started small. I started, you know, in the mornings, not checking my phone when I got out of bed, well, which is pretty solid advice. Yes, you know, yes. uh, I started, you know, for instance, I don't even turn my phone on until I've, you know, been up and gone, done a lot of uh, different practices. And typically it'll be at least, at least, uh, minimally an hour, maybe two. I mean, I wake up really early, so it could be even later. You know, I turn yeah. it on when the day's turning on. And the fact that I'm in Italy, obviously, in the time zone difference, I can also turn it on later if I'm sure. working on a big project. Yes. So, yeah. Very, very cool. Um, you know, just some thoughts going through my head. I remember I, I'm, I'm uh, of the age where when cellular was first being brought into uh, fruition. And uh, I remember the, the CEO of the power corporation of our province, he told the CEO of the cellular company, he says, oh, I don't want one of those things uh, because all they'll do is ring and distract me all day. And the CEO of the cellular company said, this button right here, it's called off. You can press that <laughs> button right there if you want to. But the impression was, is that that thing is going to be a distract. It's going to be a game. And you were so right in that reference point. I, uh, I think that's very cool. Uh, one of the things you talk about is genuine passion versus chasing golden gold stars. I really love that reference point, And I'd love for you to talk about it. Yeah. So it's, it's very much akin to a lot of what we've been discussing, Uh which is, you know, for me, uh, for a long time in my life, I was really just chasing gold star after gold star. And it was, I, I, success was just around the corner and that 
corner just kept shifting, <laughs> you know, and it was like everywhere I looked, you know, I was just like, dang, I got that objective. Now what do I do? Yeah. You know? And, um, I, I just, yeah, I, I just, at a certain point, it was like, like I said, I wanted to get to what is my passion and it didn't happen right away. Like, I think a lot of people think, oh, you're just born with it or, yeah. uh, you get lucky or whatever. No, it was, I, I often refer to, uh, Leonard Cohen's, uh, a cold and lonely hallelujah. You know, yes. it was very much a cold and lonely hallelujah. Like it took me a while and it took me really putting myself out there and it took me being vulnerable and it took me, you know, having the conversations and really looking to serve and, and just help, you know, where I could with the gifts that I have. And, and that's what I think is, you know, a lot of people, if you just start small, you know, like for instance, when I was working in the corporate world, I had this dream. I, I wanted to become a writer. I wanted to start a blog. I didn't even really know what a blog was, honestly, right. but I wanted to do it. And what did I do? I started writing in the evenings. The next thing I know, mm. I, I signed up Penny. for, I wanted to be part of a, a, a contest, a contest, a writing contest for the corporate communications of in, uh, Institute of New York. And, mm. and in my evenings after work, I was writing away and, you know, all this stuff. And that led actually to an award. It read, it led to increased recognition wow. for my work. It led to me moving into an entirely different field, which was the field of corporate sustainability, which, you know, at the time, uh, the learning curve was steep and it was a, it was a fast ride. Um, but you know, that also ended, I ended up being considered one of the, you know, leading experts it, over here in Europe for some of the leading industries around, around the, the concept of sustainability and then developed my own concept of it. So it's like, you never know where these things are going to go, but see, I started really small. I wasn't yes. trying to, I didn't lose my job right. and, and, and decide that I was going to start a blog. You know, I did it. I did. I took tiny steps and, you know, it's funny. I was even reflecting on this past year because my work's been featured in a lot of different, uh, really wonderful places. Like, uh, you know, the book got featured in, uh, inks, um, 26 books of uh, high achievers or something oh, like that. I can't wow. remember the exact title. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've been in, I've been in success magazine. I've been on Fox news television, wow. uh, for Chicago, you know, like the work has been featured all over the place, but all of that was the result of these pennies, uh -huh, you know, uh -huh. and, and it's just like seeing the, 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 the what comes through at the end of that uh, proverbial month, you know, it's, it's, it's that, that's, I think what it's about. And, and it's when you're really leading from that place of your passion versus just chasing stars, chasing those gold stars, or, you know, putting a, a check on the list or saying, you know, just to say you did it, but rather really focused on what brings you joy. You know, what, what brings you that bliss? What is your bliss? Blend? Yeah. I, so. uh, um, you know, as I'm listening to you, by the way, I, I, the, 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 one of the, the, the pennies that has been dropped while well, we were, we were gone to all these amazing organizations, Inc. and you know the other ones that you referenced, and and now on the Startup Canada podcast show, I must reference also. You've now got absolutely. <laughs> this is my this is my number number one. Yeah, this is going today out. it is anyway. And actually, we're quite proud. We're the <laughs> we're the number one business podcast in Canada. So it's uh, that's pretty yes. cool stuff. Yes. Um, you, uh, uh, I got to ask you this question from a, on a personal level. You're a Chicago woman who just said dang on the Startup Canada podcast show, living, <laughs> living, in, I said dang? you said dang, <laughs> and you're living in Italy where I'm sure when you first said dang, the, the, the great <laughs> people in, in Italy, they said, what did you say? What takes you to Italy? <laughs> 
Well, my husband actually is Italian. Yes. So, uh, and we met in London. I was doing my postgraduate work there and, and then I ended up here and that was, uh, so I, I spent a period in London. I spent a period in France. I wrote my uh, dissertation there and then I, you know, shortly thereafter I moved to Italy. So I've been in Italy for 16 years now. Wow. Wow. And, yeah. and how old is your daughter? And- She's eight. She's eight. And what does she think of your life? I, you know, she's, um, it's funny because, you know, today she said she thought she saw my name on a billboard in town, which she didn't. <laughs> yes. um, and she said, she said, mama, say famosa. You know, she speaks to me only in Italian, right. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and I respond to her always in, uh, in English, which she finds frustrating. But anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a whole nother story. Sure. And she said, say famosa, you're famous, mama. And I said, no, I, you know, and I, but I think she has a little bit this, I, I think, you know what I think she, I think she sees. Uh, an example of someone who is living out her dreams, regardless of how society may interpret that at times, regardless of uh, what's involved in it. But she also sees someone who is truly joyful and passionate. And mm. I think, you know, her name is is Gaia, oh, which beautiful. means, uh, thank you, it means uh, Mother Earth, and it mm. also means happiness. Mm. And I have to say, she is really the embodiment of, of those two things. I think, especially, you know, joy. She's just a very joyful, balanced, very independent, mm. uh, young woman. Oh, surprise, young surprise. <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny. People always say that. And I'm like, I wasn't that way when I was, you know, I was, I was fearful. I, I couldn't make decisions, you know, when I was, when I was, when I was little, when I was her age, but she definitely has this spirit of, you know, kind of, it, sometimes it's, it's really unbending too, you know, which is, I, I'm more of a diplomat and she's definitely more of a, like, it's this way. Yeah. Well, keep <laughs> so, it, but I, she's, yeah. Keep, yeah. keep in mind, she, she met you when you were, you know, two years from the plane also. So you were already well on that journey. And she obviously figured out how to, how to block the Blackberry, which is brilliant. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. In two seconds, like two seconds. It was <laughs> that is so cool. So what's, uh, what's been your, uh, uh, is, is ch- uh, change starts within you? Is that your primary, uh, primary focus these days? Or do you have other things going on also that are keeping you busy? So my primary focus these days is I'm starting to offer online courses and workshops, and I'm actually launching my first one on the 31st of January. I think this is going to air after that, but I'm launching my first one. It's called Intuitive Success, and it is an online workshop series. And so I'm going to be working directly with a group of people. I've limited the number because I really want there to be intimacy. Uh. And so I'm just really, really excited. And I've got, you know, uh, private management, project management, mastermind space for this group and everything. And I'm just, I'm super excited to launch it um, as well because I'm, I do some, I do lots of speaking, obviously. And I often get the question, you know, where can I buy your book or where can I buy, you know, do you offer other products or things like that? And I, up until uh, now, I haven't been able to say yes on the, you know, product side on other products. And so I'm just super excited to be launching this. And it's also based on everything I've learned this past year about what I call intuitive success and that I actually haven't even shared yet. It's not even, a lot of the information is not even in my book. Uh. So I'm super excited about that. And I'm also going to be, you know, uh, doing various keynotes and things. And one that I'm very, very excited about is actually a a conversation I'll be having after, after we get off with the. Uh, the University of Oregon, because I'm going to be doing the keynote for their women in business nice. gala event. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then I'll be doing mentoring with their students, et cetera. So I really wanted to have these, these programs available before, you know, before that. So I'm, I'm launching them now. So that's occupying a lot sure. of, of my space and time, but it's, I'm something I'm very excited about. I'm going to be speaking also in France next week. So I'll also be able to, you know, promote it there. So there's just a lot of mostly speaking and writing. Um, I, I, I continue to write for a lot of different publications. And so, you know, that's, that's kind of the bulk of, I do do some one-on-one, but very, very limited because I, yeah, it's what you have uh, the bandwidth for. Yeah, but. totally. Penny at a time, isn't it, Courtney? Absolutely. There are seasons for everything. Yeah. Wow. This conversation has absolutely been amazing for me personally. And uh, I can't thank you enough for uh, what's the time? What, what's your time right now in Italy? It's 6.30 PM. Okay. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, uh, okay. So uh, intuitive success. Uh, is there a site that you want to uh, have our listeners go to, to find out more about you? Is there LinkedIn? How's that all work to, uh, to keep the connection happening with you? Sure. So I, I definitely have a LinkedIn. It's, um, but the important thing to keep in mind is that my name is Courtney, but it's spelled without a U. Yes. So if you try to find me and you type in C O U R, you won't find me. You'll, you'll find someone else. I'm sure she'll be lovely, <laughs> or, or she'll be lovely. but, uh, but he or she will not be me. So, um, the, my name is Courtney with no U. So it's C O R T N E Y. And the last name is McDermott M C D E R M O T T. And I, my website has multiple links. The easiest one is is courtinc.com, C-O-R-T-I-N-C.com. But um, but it's also CourtneyMcDermott.com. It'll redirect you to the full name just for anybody, it, just for autocorrect on the spelling. Yes. Um, and and I do have a LinkedIn page. I'm also I'm also on Facebook. I'm not super, super active, but I'm there. I have a, a fan page there as well. And I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on Instagram. Mm. And uh, so that's another area. But I, um, yeah, LinkedIn is definitely a great place to connect with, with your listeners. I'd love to you know, meet anyone. If you send me a note and you just let me know you listen to this, I'd definitely love to have you in my network. So please do. I, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to start hanging out with you and I'll tell you why a little story that happened to me and you resonated with the Blackberry thing and about how, you know, some people, some people's your rock bottom is other people's success. A, a year and a half ago, I was given the award of business person of the year in my city and, and I felt like a complete failure taking it. And it's like, Why? Do I feel that way? And so I'm inspired to to get your book right away. I will be running to get it. Change starts within you. And uh, you. what a great honor to have this conversation. Thank you so, so much for your time. Thank you so much. I'm, I've really enjoyed this conversation. You and your work and your audience. I mean, you're all fantastic. And it has been such a delight to be on your show. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Canada podcast, a show dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business. Want access to resources and support to grow your business? Visit startupcan.ca for the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag Startup Chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Till next week, I'm Rivers Corbett leaving you with a sneak peek of next week's episode. This is Dr. Ailish Campbell, and you're listening to the Startup Canada podcast show. Um, Alicia, you're driving some pretty cool change for policy in Canada. And as a, as a female policymaker, um, how and what 
policies can be implemented to further encourage women's success in in entrepreneurship? And I think I think it's no. I, I think what I wanted to was tie that conversation around. I mean, there are a lot of being done, and there's been a, 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 a lot of great conversation, a lot of uh, a lot of successes around that. What's the next step that needs to be done in your view? Well, I've been really fortunate uh, before this job, I was working at Finance Canada and I had the honor of uh, serving as the kind of public service official, one of one of a few working with Dominic Barton and uh, the Economic Growth Council with some uh, just incredible Canadians. And they have identified, for example, that Canada needs to get more aggressive in terms of its branding promoting itself abroad. And we're going to be doing that through the Invest in Canada Hub, which will be set up uh, by next year. And we've got also, I think, a lot more we can do. And the Canada-US Women's uh, Business Council that was set up reporting to uh, President Trump and Prime Minister Trudeau is also working on five pillars of issues related to finance, getting more women and girls into uh, STEM science, right? Tech, uh, engineering and math, and really taking a look at the entire life cycle of, you know, how is it that we are exposed to entrepreneurship? How is it that we would get the skills to create our first business? And I think, you know, creating just, again, a national conversation around these issues, which entities like Startup Canada are doing, which programs like Dragon's Den are really starting to kind of just spread the word that entrepreneurship is a real opportunity for people. And I think, you know, letting people know that some of these government services that may seem like they're just for the big companies or they're just for people who sell millions of dollars worth of stuff. I mean, I can't emphasize enough that the trade commissioner service is for businesses of all and every size across Canada. And I think it's just, it's awareness, but it's also making people feel like the door is open to them. And that means our, our digital and online platforms need to be welcoming. Um, you know, that means that when you come and meet with a trade commissioner that you're given very clear advice. And, you know, this is an offer to all your Startup Canada entrepreneurs. Uh, go on our website, see what we have to offer. If you don't see what you need or you have questions, email me. It's Ailish, A. A-I-L-I-S-H dot Campbell at international dot GC dot CA. I mean, reach out. And if it's not me, I'll find someone who can answer your question. 